0: Welcome to the Sincerely Satisfied Podcast. I am your host, Life Coach Jamie Wilkins. I help female entrepreneurs increase their connection to themselves and increase their gratitude to help them get the results they dream of. Today, my guest is Casey Bailey. Casey is a writer and small business owner obsessed with pop culture and paper products. She writes freelance for magazines and blogs and foil stamps pencil sets for her business, Longhand Pencils. She lives in the middle of almost nowhere, Texas, with her husband and two, yes, two sets of twins. Casey is going to talk today with me about Creativity, how she uses it in her writing, as well as in longhand pencils. So I hope you enjoy this interview as much as I did. Welcome, Casey,
1: to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: So tell us a little bit about you have a small business and you have some other business ventures. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah. So, first and foremost, I'm a writer. That is my passion. I grew up loving writing. And before I had my kids, I have uh, two sets of twins. Before I had my first set, I was working at magazines. And I really loved that. I love that environment of working in an office, connecting with different people, interviewing different people. And I realized that I always wanted to have a career as part of my life. But I realized pretty quickly that when I had my kids, I needed an adapted version of that. So freelance writing kind of grew out of that as a, a natural extension of my desire to always have a foot in the professional world, but still take the time to be at home with my kids. So, I've been writing freelance for about 4 years. I've covered lots of different topics and been writing for online publications, blogs and magazines here in Austin where I live. So, that has been a really nice flexible option for me being able to to work and build that resume while still being at home. And one of the things that I love doing is writing for my own website and I have a big passion project called Talking Shop. And on that, I feature interviews with women and girls who are creatives and entrepreneurs and doing good in the world. And I feature them each week and love getting to talk to them and share their stories. So that's been something I've loved doing. And then last year, I took a huge leap of faith and started my small business, Longhand Pencils. So I foil stamp pop culture and bespoke pencil sets, and I sell cards, pencil pouches, other writing-related items. Uh, it really grew out of my passion for writing and my love for pop culture. And so longhand pencils has been a really great way to marry both of those things.
0: And they're so fun. I love like, oh, look, she's got a new set. What is it going to be? And I try to like read all the pencils first to figure out what it is before I look at your caption. (laughs) So it's
1: really fun. Yeah, I have a blast making them. It's been really fun.
0: So tell us a little bit about your creative process and is it different for writing
1: um, than for longhand pencils? Yeah. So, you know, just, you know, in a, in a jest way, I guess I consider my research for longhand pencils to be binging Netflix. And so that's the really fun part of my creative process, but (laughs) But on the serious side, more often than not, my creative process for, for both writing and my business looks like keeping track of all the ideas or nuggets of inspiration that come to me at two in the morning or when I'm in the shower or changing my kid's diaper and writing them down and bringing those together to, to see what they create as a whole. So I've seen over and over again how an idea and at, and at the time it seems... Um, like it doesn't make sense or it doesn't mean anything. I've seen how when it's recorded and written down and acted on, it really becomes this um, cohesive and creative whole. So it's honestly kind of a miraculous process, but I see that happen again and again with uh, with both of my, my writing endeavors and my, my business. And that's kind of the same too with the connections I've made with people, either like connections and sources for my writing, but also uh, with collaborations for my business one connection leads to another, to another, to another. And um, some of my best ideas come from that, just trusting in creativity um, as something that will come if I nurture it and, and respect it. So maybe that sounds like a little metaphysical or something, but I, I try not to force anything and I just go with my inspiration and that's kind of the, the best way I know how to work.
0: Oh, that's so cool. I love hearing about your creative process and like trusting in creativity. I, I definitely have tried to force things creatively and, um, and maybe not trusted in the process, but, um, I think it's, it's a relationship kind of what you're describing and, um, you can't force someone to love you. (laughs) Right. You can't force creativity to come, but like you're talking about nurturing and allowing it to grow. And, and even in, the times when you're like, I really cannot write that down right now as I'm changing this diaper. <laughs> but, but keeping that and, um, and fostering that relationship, I think is, is really cool, a cool way to think about creativity. Yeah, absolutely. So what are some ways that you
1: combat creative blocks? That's a good question. Um, kind of going along with what I said, I think if there's Something I've learned about creativity is that it comes when it wants to, not when it's convenient for you. Like I mentioned, not like when you're ready at your desk to write or work. And because of that, I really have to be sensitive to ideas anytime that they come. And I try not to censor them or, or shut them down because it seems like they don't make sense at, at the time. And I give them that time to, to marinate, I guess. Um, and I kid you not, some of my best ideas like I said, come when I'm about to fall asleep at night or um, I'm just not in a great place to to act on it. So I always keep a notebook handy or like a readily available note on my phone to keep think- keep track of things that come to my mind or I'll just like screenshot it on my phone so I can look, look back on it when I need to. Um, and more often than not, that collection of ideas comes together to educate my next project or next steps. But in terms of creative blocks, I think for me, it's less about avoiding them or resisting that feeling, but leaning into it. Um, Instead of getting anxious or or stressed or pressured to create some great work, I just embrace it and use it as an opportunity to try something new or shift my perspective. I try to step away from the project. I think that helps a lot to kind of just break that, that consistency and just go try something new. So, I'll try to use my hands for something like baking or or writing in a journal or or something that's not a screen or something that requires a deadline to just get some exercise or, or go out in nature, explore something new, just give a change of scene and that mental break. So, that helps a lot. But above all, I just I just don't try to force myself from that creative block. It's really uncomfortable, but Leaning into that discomfort, I think can lead to a lot of new discoveries that you might not have reached otherwise.
0: Oh, that's so cool. I love how I'm just like, I love this and I love that. (laughs) (laughs) But talking about creativity lights me up. I have, I feel like I'm hummingbird. Have you heard of this analogy of the hummingbird and the woodpecker?
1: I think so.
0: For sure. So it's, it's by, um, Elizabeth Gilbert, and she talks about how there can be really passionate people, and they're like a woodpecker, and they just keep going at that same thing, and I, I believe it's a woodpecker, and, um, and or no, they call, I think she says a jackhammer. Anyway. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't really matter, but they they make a lot of progress at the same thing. But like a hummingbird is some, is, is a creative, um, that has a lot of different interests. And the good thing about that is then they cross pollinate. And so they get ideas and can put things in different projects and different ways. And they make things, um, you know, cross pollinating makes beautiful flowers.
1: Yeah. I love that analogy. And I totally agree with it because it's true. I consider myself a multi-passionate creative where I am not going to decide to just put all of my eggs in one basket and, and just focus on one thing. I think that works for some people, but I just have interest in so many things that it's true. Like all of these ideas really synergize in my life. And so I think that's a, that can be a really beautiful thing. Just, just watching that creativity happen among so many different interests.
0: Did you have fears or reservations about becoming an entrepreneur in a creative business or a writer? And if so, how did you combat them?
1: Oh, absolutely. 100%. I had reservations and fears, and I think I still have those all the time, but I think like many, if not most of us, I am a recovering perfectionist. I wanted every aspect of my business, to be perfect and prepared before I started and before I even told anyone about it and that kept me from starting it longer than it should have i wanted to have everything figured out uh, i wanted to be comfortable with the the skills i needed and so anyone that's an entrepreneur or growing a business knows that that's really impossible um, and a huge part of that learning and growth and joy that comes from running a business is learning as you go along and i and i didn't know that at the beginning and I'm really just learning to lean into that that idea of start before you're ready. Um, you'll never be perfectly prepared, so just start and realize you're going to discover and learn a lot and make mistakes along the way. And I think your business will be better because of that. So that's really nothing to fear. Um, another fear I had getting started was imposter syndrome. As a creative and especially as a woman, I didn't think anyone would take me or my business seriously, and I didn't think I'd have a single order or um, just, you know, I I thought I would have to defend myself and um, continually build myself up as proving myself worthy to, to have the business that I had. And for me, this really isn't an easy fix. I think it's something I constantly have to work on. But uh, something that's made a really big difference for me is how I talk about my business. I think it's almost ex- instinctive for me when I'm talking to someone about what I do to say things like, oh, I just write on the side, or I'm just a mom, but I write for fun, or in the case of longhand pencils, things like, oh, it's just this weird side hobby or side hustle, or it's just what I do when my kids go to bed. But that's talking myself down and really untrue. My writing, my business are businesses, and they're really important to me and should be respected and talked about that way. So I have to keep teaching myself to use the kind of language that uh, builds me up and talks about what, what I really do and why it's important. And so keeping that imposter syndrome at bay really starts with me. It's also important, um, I think, to cultivate the right kind of mindset. So much in the business world conditions us to believe in s- scarcity, the scarcity mindset that everything's a competition, that only a few can succeed in your field, that only a few can flourish, and that's not true and that will just make us miserable as people and business owners Um, and as creatives. The the truth of the matter is that there is is enough to go around. There's enough business, enough creativity, enough opportunity. We bring something unique to our individual businesses, and that's enough. So thinking about my business and my life in terms of of abundance has been really, really powerful. Um, Another huge part of this is just, Surrounding yourself with people who will help you, cheerlead you, support you. I'm a part of a a mama entrepreneur group called Mama Power. And I really flourished in that in my business because of the community I have with those women. So having a strong tribe is really essential for facing roadblocks and fears in business. So those things have been really game changing for me.
0: I agree with all of those things. Um, I like the abundance mindset versus scarcity. I think we think this is my chance. And um, I know, so before I was a coach, my sis, when blogging was really big, my sisters and I and my mom had a crafting blog. And so we would do all kinds of different crafts. And you know, I really wanted to make it to like tater tots and jello. That's a blog if anybody doesn't know. <laughs> but I wanted to make it to that level of like, right. and we didn't, we, we, uh, but I kept thinking this craft, this post is what's going to take us there. And this is our shot and this is our chance. And, um, it was kind of at least thinking like, this is our only shot. That is a, a scarcity mindset. And, um, and, and I think that if I had been, um, I don't know. I mean, there's lots of, uh, lots of ways to look at it, but if I had been happy with our success, then I, I would have felt a lot more fulfilled and, um, it it wouldn't have seemed like this competition, you know? Um, and especially with creativity, I knew I hit a wall and I was like, I I don't have any crafts in me (laughs) anymore. And so it was, it was really hard to like, when I kind of tapped out of that, um, and, and I also was, I knew I was at that point creating for the blog and not out of things that I loved. And I, right. that's not a place I wanted to get to. Right. Um, the other thing that I, I was really interested to hear was that you have this really awesome community. And that's actually what I talked about in June, the importance of that and finding community and how that helps entrepreneurs. So that's awesome to hear that that, that is something that has also been very helpful for you.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. It's been game changing. So my last question is two parts.
0: How do you use authenticity and gratitude in your work?
1: Those are really two powerful attributes, I think, and not just in my business, but in my life too. I think there's so much already on social media and the internet that makes us, especially women, feel discouraged and depressed. We're constantly plagued by comparison And the pressure to fit in and have a perfect life and a perfect feed and a perfect family. And I knew that as I started Longhand Pencils that I wasn't going to drive myself crazy trying to appear perfect all the time. You know, I record Insta stories and no makeup and sweatpants just because that's my life as a mom before right now. And I'm not trying to hide that or, or seem more perfect than I am. And so I just, I try to be real. I share when I've made a typo on a pencil set or Um, I don't hide when my kids are having a rough day or I don't try to perfectly craft photos to fit a certain color palette. And I know that that totally is what some people are passionate about and that's what they do. Um, But that's, this is just my real life. And I think the more I let my business and my life reflect authenticity, the more I'm able to genuinely connect with people and continue to feel passionate about what I do. You know, if I, if I'm so worried about building a perfect image or, a perfect business. I'm not going to like what I do. And so it really does uh, foster that passion for what I do, but also connecting with people because everyone relates on some level to having unruly kids or having a bad day or messing up on something. And we can just come together over that and really make social media and the internet a lot more pleasant place to interact. So I think that's, um, as far as authenticity goes, that's, that's kind of how I try to look at things. And with gratitude, I recognize that so much of what I do relies on the help and support and contributions from other people, whether I'm interviewing a source for a story or writing or communicating with someone about a collaboration, I make sure to express real gratitude for the time they've spent out of their busy lives to talk to me and help me. And that isn't something I take lightly with stories I so often people are letting me into their lives, there's experiences and I feel really grateful for that. With longhand pencils, every single package that leaves my office has a handwritten note in it. it. And I know with some businesses, they might say that's not a good use of my time or, um, you know, not not going to be possible if demand increases. But it's something I've just known I've always wanted to be a part of my business. Um, So when I fulfill an order, I realize that actual people somewhere have spent their hard earned money to to support me and show excitement for what I do. So I am eager to express that in any way I can. So there can be a lot of discouraging and hard parts about business. It's true. Um, so every night I try to go over in my head the things that went well that day, just kind of working on cultivating, cultivating that uh, mindset of gratitude. And the more I focus on the things that go well and the kindness I experienced from other people, the happier I am and the more fulfilled I feel in my business and my life. So even if I don't um, you know, think about these two things every day, they're very much like a foundation of how I run my life and my business because it just makes me a more happy and fulfilled creative person.
0: I love hearing about the touches, the personal touches that small business owners Bring to their customers, and I think that connection is is so important, and it really does pay off. And I, I just love hearing about it. Thank you. (laughs) I feel like you have brought so much goodness, and I just appreciate so much all that you have taught us today about creativity. I love this topic, and I love hearing how other people talk about it, especially creative business owners like yourself. Um, So, is there anything else you'd like? to leave with my listeners?
1: I think kind of just repeating a few of some of the things that I mentioned, those like key, key ideas. I think just know that it really isn't scarcity in creativity. I know we talked about this, but I think we just get so worried that we have to keep producing to keep people interested in us, or um, there's not going to be enough to go around. But like, there is no limit on creativity. And it kind of reminds me of um, the book, big magic. Like there is always ideas out there. And um, so we don't need to be worried about like, Oh, we're going to, we're going to lose followers or, or or whatever is going to happen because we, um, because we feel like we can't keep being creative, but just trust in that process, lean into that discomfort. Sometimes when it, when it feels like you're stuck, and use that as an opportunity to just care for yourself, but also look at whatever you're doing in a new way. And I think that's really important. Um, I think another part of that abundance mindset, too, is not, not keeping those secrets or things that you've learned so close to your chest. I know so many businesses who are like, no, our secrets are trade secrets. We, we can't tell you our suppliers or anything like that. And I've had so many people come to me like, hey, where did you get your foil stamping machine? Where did you learn how to do this? How do you do that? And it's like, I could be very like, oh, that's my competition. I can't tell them what to do or else they'll they'll take away my business. But as I've developed like an abundance mindset that has completely changed. And I'm like, let me help you. Like I bring something different to my business than you bring to yours. So like, let's talk to each other. Like I can be a source for you of help. I'll show you how to use this machine. I will tell you where I get, I source this material. And I think that just like lifted a burden off my shoulders that like, this does not have to be a competition. There's enough to go around. So let's just foster those genuine connections with people and more and more creativity will come out of that. So I don't know if any of that made sense, but I think just having that kind of mindset about creativity will change everything for your business.
0: Yeah. And yeah, I'm like... It just, it's when, when you have a scarcity mindset, I think you are inhibited and then I don't see how creativity works when you're inhibited. Exactly. It's a flow. Exactly. (laughs) There's enough. Well, thank you so much, Casey. I have so enjoyed this conversation and I appreciate you being on the podcast.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. I have loved every minute of it.
0: I hope that you are feeling as inspired as I am now after listening to that wonderful interview. I take detailed notes on my interviews and they are available at SincerelySatisfied.com. She said so many wonderful things and I have quotes on my website um, as well from this interview, but I'll just say two things that I... Really like that she said. And the first is some of my best ideas come from that. Just trusting in creativity as something that will come if I nurture it and respect it. I try not to force anything, just go with my inspiration. The second is a point that she made the way that she talks about her writing and her business. She doesn't want to demean it or belittle it because she respects her own business enough to say, Yeah, this is what I do and I'm passionate about it. And that is going to build the relationship. That you have with creativity and with your business and grow it so that you can be confident in both. You can find Casey at Longhand Pencils on Instagram or at Casey underscore Bailey. Her first name is spelled K A S E E and then underscore Bailey. And she has a great blog, caseybailey.com. And she does her talking shop with different entrepreneurs. And it's, it's really fun to read. So again, if you want to see the show notes for this episode, they're at sincerelysatisfied.com. And I am at Sincerely Satisfied on Instagram and Facebook. Have a great week. Be grateful. Stay authentic.